everyone, I'm Audio Nerd 64 And I am Big Nakruma. And we are your gamer friends. Gamer friends. This week. Wow. <laughs> this week we are getting into some arena net fuck shit. Mm. Aliens, Colonial Marines, also kind of some fuck shit. <laughs> Warframe on Switch. The Switch just gets all the games. There was a whole bunch in the news about our favorite subject, near and dear to our hearts, (laughs) online toxicity. Love talking about toxicity. It's my favorite. Definitely the best part of being marginalized. And some Destiny updates. And a lot of Destiny updates. And a lot of Destiny updates. Moving on into these past few weeks in nerddom, we're going to be talking Star Wars 9, some Steven Universe, Luke Cage, Cloak and Dagger, Black Widow, and our kind of review of Ant-Man, more specifically me predicting the future. Yes, and after Nick stops pretending he has a time stone, we're going to go to the home screen with some Sims, Rocket League, PUBG, and Forza. We didn't really play a lot. No, we didn't. <laughs> Spoiler alert. It's summer. And then in the bottom half of the show, we are bringing you yet another interview. A good Twitter friend of mine will introduce him later. It's going to be a surprise. Ooh, a surprise. I like built it up and then I said, you know what? No. I love a good surprise. It's going to be a surprise for anyone who didn't read the show notes. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Well. There it is. If you read the show notes right now, you're going to spoil yourself. So why do that? Exactly. Just don't just read listen. the show notes. Just listen to just it. Just listen. It's, it's going to be, be really good. You're going to like great. it. Yeah. All right. So let's log on with this arena net mess, debacle, mm. scandal. It is quite the scandal. You, you, I'll let you give the summary and I'll, I'll give the TDLR version. <laughs> okay. So uh, Jessica Price is a game dev for Guild Wars 2 which is run by ArenaNet. Um, She was tweeting about how difficult it can be to write narrative for MMORPGs just because you are telling your own story, but it's also a story that other people are experiencing, and it's hard to keep it something that feels both individual but also, um, you know, uniform. Right. Uh, Anyway... Someone who is a part of the Guild Wars 2 community, like a well-known YouTuber, uh, Daror, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, he responded and and basically said, "Um, I don't know, I don't think it's that hard, you could just do this. And she did not take very well to that um, help. Um, She felt like it was, you know, pretty demeaning and... Um, it was actually, I think, at first pretty dismissive of him. Yeah. Which is, I think, a fine emotion to display. And then it was just like, all right, we're good here. Like, just stop. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So ultimately, she got defended by Peter Fries, uh, a coworker on Guild Wars 2. And the the Reddit mob descended upon the thread in support mm-hmm. of Daror and Shocking. Um, eventually they both got fired by ArenaNet. People are 
thinking it's a huge deal, uh, rightly so. Uh, it's kind of shaking up the industry in a lot of ways. There was an article, I think, on Kotaku that was talking about how all of these different companies are now thinking about what their harassment policies look like in response because mm. Jessica is not going down without a fight. She's calling out ArenaNet and saying they handled this terribly and then they're not supportive of their devs. It's just a shit show on ton of different levels yeah i think there's like a really good thread uh i think that we retweeted on the twitter at game of friends pod um that pretty much summarized the whole thing but it's basically just like mansplaining you know cloaked in like trying to start a dialogue it's like nice guys are evolving (laughs) (laughs) yeah and also getting people fired which is a problem i'm actually kind of shocked that they took that route i feel like if it was a man that we were dealing with, I feel like they, he wouldn't have gotten fired. I think that's why they also fired Peter Fries. Mm, to cover to, their asses. Yeah, to try and say that it wasn't about gender. I mean, here's the other thing, though. I also don't know that this whole thing would have happened if Doror hadn't been, like, an esteemed member of the Guild Wars 2 community. If it had been a random asshat, <laughs> to quote Jessica, um, maybe this would have blown over in a different way. Either way, I think ArenaNet completely overreacted. And there's yeah, I just, a fine line. Even, I don't know, I just feel like putting an in, basically an influencer over someone who's been working for your company was just like, what right. are you doing? Right, and if the influencer really was just trying to start a dialogue, as they say, then, you know, they shouldn't really be offended. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Homeboy got, like, super defensive very quickly for it to be any sort of discussion. It was just kind of like, I don't know. It was Just read the thread. It's a mess. It's a hot mess. Yeah, we'll link the thread, the original thread, and then also the explainer thread um, in the show notes. Yeah, the explainer thread, top-notch. Speaking of devs uh, knowing better, uh, a situation where they didn't. (laughs) Um, It was revealed that uh, someone managed to kind of fix uh, Aliens Colonial Marines. Now, we all know that I don't play horror games, and so this was not something I was ever going to play. But I was kind of following along because it looked interesting and it looked like, um, you know, if I could watch some of the video and it wasn't so... And it wasn't so terrifying that I could maybe play it. Um, But it was horrible. Everyone said that it was a completely broken game. I've watched um, videos of the game. And and it's true. The AI was just horrible. Mm. And they've kind of fixed it now. Because there was a typo in the game code. The AI was supposed to tether to a location and then fight off the enemy. Mm-hmm. And instead, they were trying to tether because someone spelt tether with an A. Uh, and Wait, how long ago did this game come AI. out? It was several, it's several years old. It's I, not in any way new. Th- that's just so interesting to me that it was, it ended up being a typo. Like, wouldn't that be the first thing that you would check and just go back in the code and be like, oh, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't develop games, so. Well, apparently, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot harder to go back and do that if you're not really interested in fixing it. <laughs> um, you know, enough. at a certain point, you just leave the the game is what it is. Much like what Mass Effect did with Andromeda, they decided, you know what, it's not even worth going back to fix. <laughs> um, 
So good on the mod community for a game that I thought was completely dead uh, on figuring out how to make it a, a better game. It's still apparently not very good, though. That sucks. Yeah. Well, what can you do? <laughs> oh, boy. So now for all of you, is this game on Switch yet? People, there's one less game you can do that with. Warframe coming to Switch. Yeah, they just announced it. Um, and I have been recently convinced that I absolutely have to play. Yeah, so this is a free-to-play Destiny, right? Yeah. Um, I know that it's really easy to compare any type of looter shooter to Destiny, but I think <laughs> that's, that's just because name. it was it. Um, <laughs> one of the first, looter at least shooter. in this generation. Anyway, Warframe is a looter shooter. It has a lot of cool, interesting mechanics that are very different from Destiny. Um, it also has a very similar or had a very similar trajectory in that people were underwhelmed with it at first. And then even since Destiny 1, it's been kind of the game that a lot of Destiny folks abandoned ship for. Like, oh, I'm I'm leaving the game. Oh, I'm never coming back. I'm playing Warframe now. You know, for me, it was The Division. But for a lot of people, it was Warframe. Mm-hmm. And they're still playing. The game has gotten a lot of good and nice sized updates recently. Um, and I feel like it's it's probably time to jump in. Uh, I heard a lot of amazing buzz from their conference. They just had a con um, for the fandom a, a few whole, weeks ago. It's a big fandom to have a whole con. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not small. I don't think it was a few weeks ago. I think it was just a few days ago. But huh. um, Destiny Con also this past weekend. That's right. They raised a whole bunch of money. Yeah, almost three million, right? Or over three million? Oh, I, I didn't know. Yeah, it was a shit ton. Good for them. Um, anyway, Good for the community. Definitely check out Warframe if you have not already. Hopefully, it will be on the home screen for us here at Gamer Friends soon. Um, in the meantime, if you're on Switch and you want to play it, then you'd only have to wait for a few more months. I think that's awesome. Congratulations on yet another coup. <laughs> Honestly, I just. When I when the Switch came out, that was kind of my thing. I was like, eh, I don't know. It only has a few games that I want to play. And now it seems like everything that I want to play is coming out on Switch. Yeah. Hmm. Got to bring those capital G gamers over somehow. Just put their games on there. <laughs> so speaking of Destiny, um, we've got a lot of Destiny news that has come out in the past few uh, days uh, in anticipation of a big patch that's dropping on Tuesday. Ooh. Yes. That's exciting. They are bringing bounties back. Were bounties ever something I experienced as someone who only came in at Destiny 2? No. Great. I don't know what you're talking about. Let's explain it for the listeners. (laughs) Destiny 1 had a vendor in the tower uh, where you would go and it would be things like kill 20 enemies with a solar grenade Mm -hmm. or kill this specific named enemy or uh, do this three times on this planet. You know, that type of thing. Um, low-key rewarding activities. So Mm -hmm. at first, bounties only rewarded you with, like, experience. And there was a whole experience system in the weapons and armor. Like, you kind of had to level up your stuff. Um, All of that is gone for Destiny 2 now. And so uh, I'm not entirely sure what all of the rewards are going to be. I'm trying to stay spoiler-free for the updates and for Forsaken. I want to be a little surprised. Um, But... 
The other bare bones news that uh, came out was more specifics on how the item management is going to change. I'm sorry, the weapon management is going to change with Forsaken. Mm -hmm. Um, So every weapon is going to be assigned a slot. So you can either have a primary slot weapon, a secondary slot weapon, or a heavy slot weapon. Mm -hmm. Everything is freed up except for rocket launchers, grenade launchers, linear fusion rifles, um, and swords. Those are always going to be heavies. But everything else is either going to be assigned slot one or slot two. And then you can build your loadout. So if you have shotguns, then... yes. Multiple shotguns. Yeah, you can do shotguns in all three uh, because there is a shotgun that is in a heavy slot, the Mm -hmm. uh, exotic legend of Acreus. Um, So there's just, uh, you know, more knowledge behind how all these things are going to change. It was also cleared up that uh, if you do run like triple shotguns, you're going to be using the same ammo source, um, except for the heavy, obviously. So... Uh, you know, it might it might not be advantageous for you to to be running three of the same weapon. But it would be fun. It would be fun depending on the scenario. If you were playing with me and ran three shotguns, I would probably not be happy with you. Um, you guys know what I'm going to do as soon as I can have three shotguns in my loadout? Not run them because it's stupid. I don't need you to game shame me. Thank you, Nick. (laughs) The final bit of Destiny news is that we're getting another PvP mode with Forsaken. Um, So in addition to Gambit, we are getting a mode where there's kind of like a central point and you have to go capture it. And then if you capture it, the team that captures it has to go to the opposite team's like home base kind of and capture that. We haven't seen any gameplay of this. Uh, we don't really know how it's going to play out. I'm not even positive that I explained it very well. Uh, but I'm excited that there's other new things coming out that they haven't told us about yet in Forsaken. Um, I, I was a little worried that we knew everything going in. I'm still going to play it. Um, I have no idea if you know the rest of the clan is going to play it at this point. There's mm. just a lot coming out. I thought you said you weren't going to buy it. I'm not going to buy it. Oh, you're going to just leech off of me? Absolutely. Yes. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy it if they if they earned it. Mm, okay. <laughs> well, word, that makes me excited to get back into Destiny because Lord knows I haven't touched it in quite some time. Although I guess I should get back into it to uh, level up to 385 before Forsaken comes out. Otherwise, I'm going to be upset. Oh, well. One thing I'm less upset about, though, is Anthem. Really? I am. I am a little upset. I I tugged at their wig two weeks ago. (laughs) This week, I am admiring the wig, but also critical of the lace fronts. I am looking for the details. You know what I mean? I'm 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 I think it's gonna be good quality, but I'm gonna just make I'm making sure that those fronts are not visible. You're really just Going in with the metaphor, it's it's really bad. It's still going. It's definitely been half a second. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a while. Uh, it's definitely been thirty <laughs> seconds of it. So, Game Informer got the whole big anthem coverage, and they basically like told us everything that we don't know yet. Um, Is that the one that's on the floor in my in my bedroom? Yes. 
It's a very beautiful cover. But I'm specifically talking, I didn't read anything about the game yet, but I, I listened to the Game Informers podcast. They did a whole episode with John Warner. He's the director of the game and longtime Bioware person. Um, and I'm less, I feel better about it. I don't know. It's like very weird. I don't know why all this information didn't come up at E3. Like, I feel like we're getting like all the, the info that makes me less scared of this game and actually makes me want to buy it after the fact because Lord knows that panel did not do it for me. <laughs> but <laughs> I feel better. I feel better. I, my my fears are a little bit calmed down. Only a little. But I'm excited. I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be great. And that's all I have to say. I'm not really apologizing for tugging on the wig because sometimes you got you to gotta tug on a wig. But... um. You know, we're here now. We're over it. We, we, I've moved past it. Admittedly, I have not paid attention at all to any of the new Game <laughs> Informer stuff. Um, as mentioned, it is literally in my home, and so I can uh, read it and probably should. Uh, and I guess I'll update everyone with my thoughts soon. Uh, I'll stay out of it for now because I have not uh, seen anything new since the last time we discussed it. I just can't wait to be Iron Man with powers, you know? Seems like that's all you're going to be doing. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I did, I wow. did it again. You just shat on again. on the thing. I didn't mean to. It's okay. Um, I'm over it. Let's move on. What? Oh, ugh. do we want to move on? Toxic gamers. Mm. Literally my favorite subject. It is interesting that we have to keep talking about it. And yet... <laughs> Since the inception of the show, right? I feel like... <laughs> And yet I feel like a lot of toxic gamers would say that we're obsessed with talking about it. And Maybe it's more toxic like, gamers are just always about being toxic. Yeah, I, it's really hard. <sighs> um, Lord. So I would say in terms of the stream of news, Overwatch comes up in our interview later. Mm-hmm, and so I do want to mm-hmm. be fair and say that they have been working on the toxicity issue. They've implemented a few changes Uh with the voice chat and how you're collaborating with people and the ability to kind of commend people. And Blizzard says that it has toned down the toxicity because you're really playing for positive reinforcement as opposed to playing for negative reinforcement. Uh, Okay. I feel that. I feel that. I haven't seen any of the data, but that's what Blizzard says is happening. So hopefully they're right. Uh, And then not long after that, there was news that Rainbow Six is just banning people for using slurs, like (laughs) insta-bans. I stan an insta-ban. If you're using slurs, you get banned, and then you tweet at Rainbow Six Siege that you're mad they're going to dismiss you. They're not going <laughs> to get fired Their intern said, good. <laughs> With the period. <laughs> Could you imagine just being like, yeah, I called someone this word and then tweet about it at them? That is... I think it really speaks to the weird sense of entitlement that it gamers is. have it is. to be horrible people. Yeah, it's a lot of like LDE being cloaked by BDE. And I'm here for it. <laughs> little dick energy? <laughs> yeah, little dick energy. It's exhausting, but 
definitely not more exhausting than the Polygon article that was essentially saying that certain banned Twitch streamers who were banned for using slurs don't feel like they should have been banned because language has evolved. And I can call people the F word if I want to. Mm. You know, it's a slippery slope. I had people in high school try to tell me that about the N word. And so I'm not particularly surprised that Twitch streamers are trying to say the same thing about the F word. Very nice. Very nice of them. I'm just worried about the youth. <laughs> like, you know, people looking up to folks that clearly uh, just really don't have a any fuck. regard for other people. Mm. Um, it's kind of sad in a way. Um, anyway, we'll link the article. You can see some of the nonsense that Twitch streamers are talking about um, and why, you know, we're fighting for more diversity in gaming because. Uh, I don't know. I shouldn't have to have a countdown to when I'm going to get called a racial slur. <laughs> and yet. And yet we do. Um, that was it for news. All right. Let's get into these past two weeks in Marvel. Only 80% of the news is Marvel this week. Only 80? <laughs> well, 90 of it is Disney owned. So I guess that's great. <laughs> True. Ugh. So Billy D. Williams is going to be in Star Wars 9. He is. I'm a Lando fan. <laughs> as big of a Lando fan as you can be without having seen Solo. Yeah, you really... Uh, that's a bold claim to make without seeing Solo. It is a bold claim, but you know what? I'm willing to be bold. Well, all right. <laughs> um, I don't really have much to say about anything other than that. Um, interesting that they've kind of sidelined all of their other projects since Solo didn't do so great. Interesting or probably the move that they should have made. I feel a little weird about it just because I know that there are some rabid fans out there who are very mad about how the uh, studio has been uh, going, I guess, the direction they've been moving in. Um, I'm not one of those people. Uh, I just, you know, think that you should hire people that can act. Well, for one, yeah. I just, like, don't... I just finished... Or just keep going with the storyline. Like we don't, we no one asks for a million origin stories of each individual character. So like, I'm not even surprised that they're doing this. Like no one, no one cares. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, I think nine is going to be good. I'm not, I'm not worried about it. Um, and then apparently we're getting ten, eleven, and twelve not long after. So. Ugh. I know it's it's I feel like it's going to be Star Wars overload. I'm tired. The thing about Marvel that I don't feel overloaded with is that it's not always the same people. They only team up in the big spectacle Avengers movies. So, you know, if there's a million Marvel movies that come out in a year, but they're all about different people, I don't feel so beaten over the head. Right. I thought something like Rogue One was perfect because it was in the same universe. It was kind of in the same storyline, but it was a completely different world and a completely different set of characters that we hadn't met before. I think that was the key to its success. And actually a good movie. I would argue one of the best <laughs> in the franchise, to be honest. I will have to reserve official judgment until I actually see Solo, but um, until then, I'm just shooting in the dark. Um, you finished something recently that I'm very excited about. We are finally all caught up on Steven Universe. It was glorious. It was. Spoilers for Steven Universe. How about the little spoiler alert voice? <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. This is a spoiler alert. We are your spoiler friends. I 
really want to just hear your reaction because you've watched it in a very short period of time. Yeah, I did watch it very quickly, and uh, I haven't been really enjoying it the entire time that we've been watching it. Um, and I don't know, the twist is definitely interesting, um, especially where the latest episode left off. I think it's kind of obvious that the show was going to come to an end. I felt like before the big Rose Quartz twist, like the show could just keep going and going, and like I could just keep crying and being emotional and falling in love with all of these lesbian rocks. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case anymore. I'm interested in seeing like where they go with the diamonds. I know you said they like uh, they might be setting up a big fight with White Diamond now. I don't know. I'm not sure. I I don't know. I'm interested, but I'm also like I feel like the twist has changed the trajectory of the show in in a big way. And much like Sapphire, I do not, I cannot see where this path is going to take us. I'm not sure that I agree that it's the twist of Rose Quartz being Pink Diamond that's what's bringing the show to a close. I think it's that the diamond showed up. Like, they literally mm. showed up on Earth and, uh, you know, started some shit. And in order to get to that... Some shit. In order to get that shit to stop, Steven had to, like, let them know, yo, I'm Pink Diamond, actually. So... We'll have to see how they convince White Diamond. You know, what they might do is have there be some time before White Diamond comes back. That way they can do another round of filler episodes. I just can't see how this is going to last for more than, like, one more season. Yeah, at this point. Which might be fine. You know, I don't think I would mind if the show ended because I do think a lot of really good cartoons sometimes overstay their welcome. I'm going to just call out now that I think this is what's going to happen with Rick and Morty, but we know whatever. <laughs> then they get like a 50 plus episode. It's like like nine seasons or something. <laughs> some some yeah. insane amount of Rick and Morty is coming, uh, which is interesting because they can't seem to get the stuff out that they already want to get out. Sure. Like they don't have their shit together, but. Anyway, as far as the, I, I would. I would be satisfied as a viewer for it to come to a to an ending. Yeah. I'm also really interested. Rebecca Sugar came out as non-binary in an interview uh, either like today or yesterday or something. something up, like to, that. up to the minute news. Here it came, my friend. <laughs> uh, and oh, that's awesome. It is really awesome. And she also talked a lot about what the show really is for, for them. Um, Are they using they, them pronouns? They didn't say. That's why I said they after I said she. I don't know. I'm going to say they, them, because I don't know. Okay. I like, okay. So they um, were talking about the show and what it means to them. And they basically said that it was about providing the emotional support that they needed when they were in middle school and high school. Mm. And, you know, I've been talking to you about that. That this show is like validating so many different things and feelings that I had. Mm-hmm. And if I had had this show when I was younger, I don't know that I would have been through so much pain and turmoil trying to figure some of this shit out on my own. Fair enough. I just think it's a really it's a really mature set of themes yes. in a very fanciful and immature environment. Yeah. I don't even know if I would say immature. I don't know. I think that Steven's a little bit of a child, even yeah. though he's a teenager. A little bit. 
I wouldn't say it's constant. Sometimes Stephen pleasantly surprises us, and I'm like, oh, that was, hmm, look at all that emotional intelligence, Stephen. Yeah, so. like it's growth. There's growth. The characters yeah, yeah, yeah. grow very well. Um, that said, I still think it's like, you know, it's not a super serious, yeah, yeah kind yeah. of situation. Right. Anyway, I love it. Uh, I'm glad that you also love it. Um, thank you to Rebecca Sugar for a beautiful uh, show. And I'm excited to see what happens next. Moving on to the Marvel section of the show. Uh, we watched some more Luke Cage. Yes, we did. We got through one whole episode. And a half. Oh, and a half. Right, because we yes, one and a half. So now we're at a half and the end of episode two. I'm kind of done. No, we're at the end of episode three. I'm kind of done. I I don't know. I feel like it's going to have the same, like, it's really slow. Because like, I think we said the same thing about the second season of Jessica Jones. It was kind of slow at first. Then it picks up. Then it gets really good. Yeah, Jessica Jones didn't uh, domestically abuse their partner. No. No, she didn't. Yeah, uh, I'm not yeah, no, here not, for yeah, it. No. She's emotionally fucked up, but uh, not, yeah. Well, I, you know, I have to finish what I start, unfortunately. I'm going to finish I it. I just want to see Misty's arm. I want to see the arm. That bar fight with Colleen was amazing. It was a great scene. It was a great scene. I would rather look at me about Misty Knight. Just give Misty Knight a show. I'm assuming that Iron Fist is going to come into the picture and they're going to do Heroes for Hire. Like, that's what I'm yeah, figuring I I, this is getting toward. I'm pretty, someone was talking about how well that they handled Iron Fist, which, I mean, the bar was, you could trip over it. So, like, that's not really an accomplishment to I'm me. I'm kind of but... thinking that the plot that they're setting up is only going to be a plot for half of the episode, the way that Daredevil 2 was kind of, like, half about the hand and half about mm. the Punisher. Either way, I'm not fucking here for domestic abuse in any way. Uh, been there, done that. I'm not interested in watching my trauma on screen. Mm. Well. Okay. Um, another Marvel TV show that we should have been watching. Maybe we just watch this one instead of Luke Cage. Oh, please. Cloak and Dagger. <laughs> um, I'm hearing really, really good things. Other than that, I don't really know anything about it. I'm not actually familiar with the storyline for the most part. Nope, I kind either. of know uh, what the inspiration from the comic is, but I'm not 100% sure. Mm. So I kind of be going in without knowing anything. Which I think is exciting. It Maybe. Can be. Yeah, I don't know. I because there was there's I'm trying to think of the other TV ones. There's Cloak and Dagger. There was the what was the one on Hulu? Runaways. Yes, Runaways. I haven't seen Legion on FX either. So many shows. <laughs> there's too many shows. There's too many shows. But apparently, Cloak and Dagger is rising to the top, while the others not so much. Maybe. Um, so I think we should check it out. We've neglected it. We haven't even watched the first episode. We should at least do that. And report back our findings. We will report back. In other Marvel news, moving to movies, Black Widow has a director. Finally, it's about six to eight years too late. <laughs> yeah, uh, Kate Shortland is coming on. I'm, I'm so disinterested in this Black Widow movie that I don't really care. I mostly want to know what it means for Infinity War. Like, so Black Widow is going to survive somehow? Why? Why not? I guess why not? But like, if Cap's not going to be there, I mean, 
we don't know what's going to happen after Infinity War anyway. Look, Just given what they've done with her and given what they've done with the Hulk, unless it's like a buddy film with the Hulk, I don't quite understand what the angle is going to be. It's not going to be a buddy film with the Hulk. The Russo <laughs> brothers did it that shit in like two seconds of film. It's beautiful. Mm, I don't know. I think it's... I don't know. We'll see. That, that is dead. It, I'm, that's done. Mm, we'll see. I don't know what they're going to do. Who cares? Scarlett Johansson has fallen so hard out of favor. It gets harder and harder <laughs> to watch her on screen with actors that I actually do like personally. Like, I feel like they're good people. Minus Chris Pratt. He's an, he's an idiot sometimes. Maybe the Black Widow movie is going to be about her transitioning into, like... Captain America. Maybe it's going to be like a trans awakening film for Marvel. I am not going to acknowledge <laughs> what you just said. And Captain America's black. <laughs> Transracial too? <laughs> yes. It's just trans times two. What what's what's her name? What's what what did she pick? Rachel Dolezal. <laughs> no, what is what's her what's her uh Oh, that, I don't that, know. that's I her slave name. I won't what's acknowledge. Her? Nope. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, don't ask me about her. I'm just glad that we kicked her off of the film. She did kind of play like the, <laughs> well, it's like the angry trans people's fault that I'm not. Why don't you call Jeffrey Tambor? <laughs> Lord. It's Lord. just, it's just like kind of pathetic that like she couldn't even like leave the role. Gracefully. Gracefully. It's just be like, well, let me just stick it to them one more time. Like, oh, no, now I'm out of money. <laughs> I'm thinking about... You're fine. ...that meme before Infinity War about all the Asian characters. <laughs> <laughs> Who, that was, uh, was that Geeks of Color? God bless I them. Know, I don't know. I think it was. Oh, Scarlet. Oh, Scarlet. Um, last up... Such a stain on the rather clean uh, MCU... <sighs> I don't know about all that. Who? Who else? Um, Robert Downey Jr. has not exactly had a stellar history. No. No, it, it, no you're right. Yeah, I'm forgetting about the blackface. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a huge fan of Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. He's really great in the role, though. Ugh. Yeah, he's a little perfect for it. Um, <clears throat> moving on. We finally got to the last Marvel film of 2018. Ant-Man and the Wasp. I can't believe you said and the Wasp like it was less important than Ant-Man. No, it was like Ant-Man and the like it was it was trying to sound cool. I don't believe you and the listeners don't believe you. Wow. Um well, I feel called out. <laughs> And Evangeline Lilly was amazing in this movie. She really Spoiler was. Spoiler alert, we are going to be talking about plot details of Ant-Man and the Wasp. We are also going to be talking about my theory for Avengers 4. Yeah, so if you haven't seen Ant-Man, don't listen. If you haven't seen Avengers, don't listen either. Don't listen. If you haven't seen Avengers, I don't know what, what are you doing? podcast you think you're listening to. You just don't listen to a lot of our content, I guess. You're like a subscriber, but you don't really listen. Which is fine. Like, numbers are numbers, and we appreciate them. I love you anyway. I'm just I just don't want you to get spoiled. Doing. Yeah, I just don't want you to get spoiled. It's really, it's really, it's really for y'all. That's Regardless. what this is about. Regardless. This is a spoiler alert. <laughs> 
We are your spoiler friends. Ant-Man was amazing. It was really good. <clears throat> I love that it was relatively low stakes. Low stakes. But I, I, there was a lot of different things going on at once. And at no point was I like, damn, this is a lot. Which I, I can't is- say the same for Infinity War. But I can say that they did it in Ant-Man. This is one of the first times that I've seen multiple villains in a movie where I didn't feel as though it was obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, like everyone's role made sense. Yeah. And like I all oh, the humor was really good. There was like no like no joke went unwasted or like no plot detail went everything got used in reference at some point. It was great. I loved it. This guy I don't think I'll say. It was awesome. I um, think I most appreciate that they are really doing some heavy-duty setup in this movie. Yes. In a lot of subtle ways. And here is a speculation train. It is leaving the station. Chugga, chugga, chew. So I want to be on the record about this because... I have seen a few people with similar ideas to me, if not, like, the same idea. But I want to, like, stake out the claim. So going into Ant-Man and the Wasp, my theory was that at some point in the movie, Hank was going to finalize whatever he needed to finalize to go to and from the quantum realm at will. And that the quantum realm would be the vehicle that the Avengers use to undo the events of Infinity War. Mm -hmm. Going into Ant-Man, that's what I thought. And coming out of it, I went from thinking that I was right about what was going to happen to being, like, certain that I was right. So, in the now infamous post credit scene, right before everyone of the Van Dynes and Pims are, like, you know, evaporated. (laughs) Right before they get snapped. Um, Janet says, don't fall into the time vortexes. We won't be able to get you. And it was kind of a throwaway line, but it confirms that you can, in fact, time travel via the quantum realm. Mm -hmm. It also confirms that there is a society in the quantum realm. And I say that- I say that because how could Janet know about time vortexes and what will happen if she hasn't experienced or talked to someone who's experienced it in the quantum realm? So there's been a lot of rumors about what the quantum realm means for the MCU because in the comics, it's just as big of a universe as uh, like outer space. So Mm -hmm. if you think about space as its own thing and then Earth as its thing, the... Quantum Realm is a thing uh, in the comics. It's not always called that. It might be called like the negative zone or some other other name for it. The point is that there are like superheroes that live there. There are supervillains that live there. There are cities there. You can actually see a city in the Quantum Realm uh, when Hank and Janet reunite, if you look really hard. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that it means a lot for the universe of the MCU. Number one, it means that the future of the MCU will very likely be tied into the quantum realm. I'm now pretty convinced that Captain Marvel is going to some way integrate with the quantum realm because if you would notice throughout the whole movie, throughout Ant-Man and the Wasp, they're constantly referencing S.H.I.E.L.D. 
and the way that S.H.I.E.L.D. was working on the quantum realm and quantum technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they said didn't that they were talking about it, about it through uh, the collapse of S.H.I.E.L.D. with HYDRA, which means that they've been working on it since before the MCU started up until fairly recently within the MCU. Winter Soldier is when S.H.I.E.L.D. collapsed. So yeah, we're only so talking actually, like three years ago. I don't know. When did Hank... Because Hank Pym left S.H.I.E.L.D., they showed that in the first Ant-Man film. Do you remember what year that was? I mean, it must have been the 90s. If not sooner. Because, like, obviously they're working up... in the 90s. If he left in the 90s, then, like, you know, they're working on the quantum realm, you know, before he left, too. Because, like, he... Exactly. So, this has been something that that they've been doing for a while. And if Captain Marvel is taking place basically within S.H.I.E.L.D. in the 90s, then I just think it's too much of a coincidence for Ant-Man to be stuck in the quantum realm. That's clearly how he's going to get out. It's either that Captain Marvel is in the quantum realm and is going to like come out with him, or that she's going to know how to go in and get him. Uh, how she's going to know to go get him, I don't know. I don't really have a thought about that. <laughs> Maybe when they all meet up and be like, you know what, who could help out? Is Ant Man? Is he <laughs> dust or gnaw? I just, <laughs> I just make me someone. <laughs> I think Captain Marvel is somehow going to know about time travel via the quantum realm. Mm. Um, the thing that I'm kind of tripped up on is like if she's being called via device with Nick Fury, I feel like that means she's in space, not in the quantum realm. Because mm-hmm. how could that device get a signal to the quantum realm? Like, that doesn't quite make sense. Um, but, I mean, we'll see. That part doesn't really matter for my theory. Um, oh. Moving forward, what I think is going to end up happening is that the Russo brothers are not lying to us. When they say that, yes, these heroes are dead, I think that they're telling the truth. I think what's going to end up happening is that they're going to establish the multiverse in Avengers 4. Which is interesting because I kind of thought that they were going to establish the multiverse when they introduced Doctor Strange. Like I was like I was like multiverse multiverse and then didn't realize throughout 90% of the film that he had the fucking time stone on his neck. So <laughs> <laughs> I think I think what they did is establish that that is something that is real, mm-hmm. that the multiverse is real, but they didn't go as far as to establish different characters within the multiverse. So this is a spoiler, spoiler, even for folks that have seen everything. If you want to go into Avengers 4 without really knowing anything concrete, I'm about to talk about a casting spoiler. So if you don't want to hear any of that stuff, then like skip ahead 30 seconds. I'm going to put the spoiler bot voice here again. There are spoilers. So we are your spoiler friends. The rumor is that Cassie Lang as an adult will appear in Avengers 4. Not as an adult per se, like a teenager, but definitely not a child, Uh which means that either significant time has passed or they're going to end up in an alternate reality where Cassie is older already. And for those of you who don't know, Cassie is a superhero in her own right and a member of the Young Avengers. So what I think is going to end up happening is that they're going to bring in people like Miles Morales. They're going to bring in uh, Shuri as Black Panther, maybe. 
there was an interview a while ago that we actually talked about on the podcast where folks were asking who survived Thanos' snap. And the folks at Marvel said that Jane Foster's fate was a spoiler. I think that that might mean that Jane Foster is going to become Thor and that there's going to be an alternate universe where there's Lady Thor. You think Natalie Portman's actually going to come back for that? I mean, I would if it was my own movie. I joked, we joked about it (laughs) coming back for that, but I don't know. I would be very, it would be very funny because I felt like her leaving was so public. Yeah. (laughs) That they got her back to be, to be Thor. But part of the reason was because she was so upset with the director and all the stuff that was going on on set. It wasn't just like Marvel. The new Thor director is clearly taking it in a much different direction. And, you know, maybe they can work together. So I think there's a lot of room to do a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with all of the news that we already have, like that Guardians 3 is going to definitely have Gamora in it. And that Spider-Man is called Far From Home. I I don't know, I'm getting the sense (laughs) that there's going to be a multiverse situation being set up in Avengers 4 and maybe Young Avengers being set up. At the very least, I think that we are on track to get Secret Wars because that's going to be the way that they ultimately solve all this stuff and maybe bring all the universes together. Um, But we'll have to see. I'm just really, really sure that they are going to be doing multiverse stuff moving forward. Speculation nonetheless. It is speculation, but I think I'm right. Okay. It's on record. We'll have to see. Well, all right. Now that the speculation train has reached its final destination. For now. For now. For for today's podcast. uh, Let's get into the home screen. I didn't play anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the home screen, it might be a little dry this week. Um, I've only been playing stuff that we've already talked about. What have you been playing? Let's start with you. Uh, some more Forza. I'm getting better at driving manually with clutch. That's about it. I'm getting better. Hmm. You have to play with your brother. I haven't even touched. I really haven't touched my Xbox this past week alone. It sucks. Hmm. What have you been up to? Mm, let's see. Work and sleep. And that's about it. Wow. A real gamer with a capital G would sacrifice sleep. That's all I'm going to say. No, I'm in the same boat. I have uh, actually started something new Mm. for work. And so I've been uh, adjusting Mm -hmm. to my new schedule. Um, And uh, as a result, I've been playing way less things. But I am officially done with The Sims seasons. Um, And what I mean by done... (laughs) <laughs> what I mean by done is that I completed a year. So, like, I did all the holidays. Yay. I did um, all of the new features I've interacted with in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is really, really good. It is definitely the best DLC that The Sims 4 team has come up with. And uh, we recently got a leak that there's going to be another major expansion uh, coming this year. And so, fingers crossed, uh, I get my university life once I have university life and seasons, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of set as I've said. So um, I will be embarking on a new project in the Sims. I'm going to like start a new world and I'm going to use one of the saves that a YouTuber has made where they go through and like populate everyone. And uh, everyone has like a storyline and stuff like that. It's going to be a lot more fun than playing the generic world. Like I have been. So that's my next big Sims project. 
Cool. I'm still interested. I it's like keeping my attention longer than it usually does. Well, all right. Um, how's PUBG? I heard you got into or you play one of the test servers, new map. Mm, <laughs> no, not a new map. They're just introducing some of the new PC stuff to Xbox. So there's new scopes, like three time scope, six time scope. Um, there's a new gun, the SLR. Um, I've talked about some of this before when it was new on PC, so it's not really anything super new. It's just that I can play it now. So mm. it's not live yet. It's still on the playtest server, but I did get a few games in. Uh, I'm, I'm, just, not, I'm just kind of upset that like it's just like a couple of scopes, a new gun. Like, it's not a lot. No, there's a bunch of new grips. Um, there's a new vehicles for Miramar. Like, there's there's a pretty substantial... I still That's haven't a pretty substantive amount of stuff. I still haven't played on Miramar yet. That's your fault. It is my fault. I'm pretty sure Dump Truck has been playing like every day. Aw, that's so nice. Maybe Good for Dump Truck. Maybe I should play with Dump Truck. Yeah, maybe you should. Although, didn't he blow me up once in the car? I think that was him. Was that you? It was almost definitely Dump Truck because it's not something I would do. Uh, you did run me over with the truck once. That, if I recall, was your fault. How is it my fault? You don't walk in front of a moving car. I wasn't walking in front of the moving car. I was waiting to be picked up, and you hit me. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm misremembering. Oh, you totally are. I don't or think lying. I think you're just lying. I just don't think that that happened. I know that it did. I was very upset. <laughs> um, the last game uh, that I've been putting any time into this week is Rocket League. Um, they're on their 10th anniversary and by 10th, I mean third. I don't know why I said 10th. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it, I didn't even realize Rocket League was around for three years. Yeah, this is uh, the beginning of their third year. So they've been around for two full years. Two full years yeah. now. Okay, well, that's cute. Good for them. Yeah. I hope um, they're... Hopefully they can clean up their community. <laughs> more on that later in the episode. Yeah. Um, what a mess. But uh, they have these new crates called Golden Eggs that don't require keys. Ooh. And uh, you can earn some vintage, rare, very rare, exotic stuff. Cool. So that's what I'm playing for. I that's guess I'll... That's all I'm doing. I, I feel like I'll be able to play video games this week. Yeah, I definitely think this week will know. be a lot easier for me. Yeah. A lot less going on. So... Where's that musical break? Because we're about to get into some new interview shit. Well, all right. I guess it's it's right here. We have a special guest with us today. Special guest. Special guest. Special guest. Woo, woo, woo. I don't know what that was. It was a lot. It was a lot. We always are. We're, we're, you know what? I'm trying to channel Jonathan Van Nesmore. We're, we're not too much. We are just enough. You still watched the first two episodes without me, but whatever. Wow. Anyway, 
Let's introduce DJ Bobby Flay. DJ Bobby Flay. What up? To the show. Welcome, my dude. So how did you two meet? How did we meet? I I think I followed you before you followed me. And I, it wasn't really for any particular reason. I was just following as many uh, leftist people of color on Twitter that I could find. Of course. <laughs> uh, and uh, Young Levain. Although I don't think that was always your username. Uh, no, I've gone, I go through a lot of them because I just like... <laughs> No, I, you know, I remember, you know, I remember the internet when you like you picked the username and you were fucking stuck with it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so I, I like that you can you can switch your username up all the time. Uh, I mean, I used to my favorite Twitter name was Rap Battle Genius. Oh, I love that name. That's a good but the name. Problem with, the problem with that was that people would always tweet their shitty rap battles at me <laughs> constantly every day. <laughs> Every once in a while, like, I'd watch one. And I'd be like, "That was trash, dude!" Like, don't send me that. Shit. <laughs> but it's not. It wasn't really like how I wanted to spend my time. Really been into battle rap that much either, anyway. So I've gone through a couple. What was I? I don't know. But yeah, L- Young Little Vane is my current Twitter handle. You know, I, I, I bake a lot. I have been, and I have been a baker. So I enjoy the various pre ferments. I'm so glad you're explaining this because I had no idea. Oh, wait, Levain was. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so wait, what, what? Now, now I'm curious. What exactly is Levain? It's basically just a mix of like flour, water, and yeast that you're making. You know, like before you're baking bread, so it's gonna give flavor to the dough. Look at that's so that's so. This is so cool. Baking friends now. We have baking friends. Baking friends. <laughs> <laughs> what is what is your favorite thing to bake? Uh, my favorite thing to bake. Well, currently I've been on a. A friend of mine gave me a, p- a pizza stone as a graduation present last year. Mm. So I have been on a pizza baking kick. And on pizza, I would say bagels. Pretty high up there for me. Can confirm, saw a lot of pictures of bagels <laughs> over the past month. <laughs> I love a bagel. Wait, now where are you from? Originally? Yeah. Uh, so Philly, originally, and currently reside in nashville all right philly you have good bagel blood running oh yeah through your no veins. I mean, before that like oh yeah no before that my family lived on long island oh, so, oh, as a kid, so yeah you, oh, you, so like, you you're oh. perfect you're perfect oh. he knows how to no, make bagels and as a kid and as a kid there was a kid in my class <laughs> there was a kid in my class and his dad worked at a bakery nearby and this kid like he had like really bad diabetes which is like Oh, no. I guess I didn't realize that juvenile diabetes can be serious. Like now, in retrospect, I'm thinking back on it. Like this kid's diabetes is pretty bad. But uh, so this kid's diabetes was super bad. So he could never have like sweets or cake or anything like that, like for birthdays or whatever. Oh no! Um, but whenever his it was, was like his, baker. right? So, but whenever it was his birthday, his dad would send him with like bagels and pretzels and like cream <laughs> cheese and like mustard. So it's like. It's like, yo, this is great. Like, it's this kid's birthday, and we're all kind of sitting around, like, putting cream cheese on bagels. It's like, we've been older. We might ask for coffee, too. It's just like a very, you know, grown up, practical, like, birthday treat. That's yo, beautiful. That's like my whole life. I think that's the reason why I'm not diabetic, is because I much prefer a bagel and a pretzel to a piece of cake. Cake life. Yo, same, same. I've been struggling to find a, a workable pretzel recipe. That's kind of my white whale right now. Mm. 
I'm ready for it when you find it. <laughs> I've, I've just tried so many. Like a lot of people are like, oh, Alton Brown's recipe is so good. And I'm just like, I'm like, yo, you guys got to realize these TV niggas be lying. Like, <laughs> a lot of these recipes do not work. They only work that way on TV because this guy has 15 assistants. Um, there's camera angles. Like they could, you know what I mean? Like you just yeah, can't yeah. do that all day. Like, I guarantee you, like, they used the best shot of those pretzels that came out of the oven, and then no one ate them. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, let's talk about games at some point. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> on the next episode of Baking Friends, Baking Friends. <laughs> um, we have talked a little bit about what you're playing offline, but for the folks at home, uh, can you tell us what it is that is occupying most of your time right now? So, I recently got a Switch, and I beat Breath of the Wild in the sense of that, like, you know, I fucking did Eventide Island. I uh, did all the fucking beasts. I beat Ganondorf. But I'm taking a break from that right now because I want to like go back and do uh, the Master Trials and all that jazz. Every once in a while, I like to turn that game on and mess around with it. It's very fun. Currently occupying my time the most, I would say, is Monster Hunter World, Persona 5, and Overwatch. Oh, ooh. Okay, then we don't have to talk about Overwatch. We I have didn't, some questions. We have some questions about Overwatch. <laughs> I'm all right. I'm not like I'm not good at Overwatch by any means. Can we start with Overwatch? Sure. Let's, let's go. talk about Overwatch. All right. What do you What do you like about the game? So I mean, I get it's weird because you asked me what I liked. And I immediately, like what I like is also connected to what I dislike. Uh, Layers. Is that like you know I like that there's this group of like kind of cool original superhero characters. I like getting to mess around with them because like, you know, a game I've been like lamenting that I can't play again. Hmm. Fucking X-Men Legends. Oh. Legendary. Like, I honestly think that's like <laughs> that one of the better attempts to just bring X-Men into like a fun, functional video game. And don't even talk to me about the garbage that X-Men Legend 2 is. I don't fuck with that game at all. We don't talk X-Men about Legends it. 1, like... What? I don't even know what that game is. I don't know what... Like, they now they're making all the superhero games are Lego games now. I don't fucking watch it. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <true>. <laughs> I don't know why that's a thing now. I'm still mad Square Enix just didn't even talk about the Avengers game that we all know they're working on at E3. But anyway, you were saying. Mm. No, so I like that there's, you know, these kind of cool original superhero characters that, you know, I can make kill each other. <laughs> nice. And I guess, like, where I, where it connects to, like, my pet peeve is that, like, I'm kind of annoyed, but, like, you know, I'm, I'm not all versed in the lore and shit, too, so maybe I'm missing something, but, like, mm. I'm kind of annoyed that there's not more, like, actual enemies to fight. Mm. Like, like, why are we all just running around shooting each other? Like, it's cool, but, like, give me, like, a monster to shoot, too. Mm. That'd be dope. If we had a mode where I could shoot a monster. Because that game is all PvP, right? Yeah. Of course. Which I don't even necessarily like mind, but I just wish it was like not always PvP versus like the other hero characters. Mm. So you're looking for a player control monster to fight against, or you're looking just for a generic like PvE, maybe even a hybrid PvEVP kind of mode? Uh, A little bit of everything, because like I haven't gotten good enough in Monster Hunter yet to do some of like the bigger player versus enemy fights yet but you know i i enjoy running around and shooting zora magros with a ballista or whatever and i think that could be like super fun like in overwatch you know like i'm gotcha. running around in one of these stages just gunning at like a godzilla knockoff and 
Maybe there's like <laughs> running around too. Like so, like just AI controlled would be fine for that. As long as I don't want to have to deal with like the twelve year old on the other end, you know. And that's a good segue. <laughs> yeah, um, that's my follow up. <laughs> is the uh, the not so um, <clears throat> stellar <clears throat> community apparently behind Overwatch? Uh, how has your experience been playing the game? with other folks? Uh, I haven't had any like, well, well, all right. So here's my thing on Tuesday, Wednesdays and Thursdays. And also like, it's the, basically the summertime for a lot of kids now. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is summertime for most kids now. So basically like when I want to play overwatch on like those days, like during the day, like I'm generally just playing with mean children. And like a call, like I was playing the other day, and this one, I forget what this one, one of the children that, that was on my team, uh, made a reference to Fortnite. Even oh. though we were playing Overwatch, like he he made a Fortnite reference or whatever, right? And this other kid was just like, "Yo, shut your dumb ass up, go log back on the fucking Fortnite, you loser!" And I'm like, <laughs> and I like I didn't say anything, but in my head, I'm like, "Why are you so mean?" <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> Fortnite is a game. Like if I was your age, like if I could have played an online game with someone else my age, like I wouldn't be mean to them. <laughs> like, I would not have done that. The kids don't they don't realize what they have. I had no, to walk several blocks to get to my friend's house to play Mario tennis with That's him. That's right. And we did not yell at each other. That's right. We had to walk around with the consoles. We had to carry them with us. These kids don't know. They don't realize. They Ugh. They don't know. The internet, man. Well, for me, the when in my youth with the video games, the meanness arrived when it was always the same fucking fight. Someone wanted to play GoldenEye 64. <laughs> and I was trying to tell let them know that we should be playing the superior game, Perfect Dark. Oh. And they just didn't, they just didn't want, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Did I did I step on a landmine? I'm not gonna die on that hill. I just think that that is a very controversial thing to say. You know what? I found that it is, but it's unequivocally true. Wow! Like it's just, it's That's true. Woof. Like it's a true thing. That is a that is a claim. That's strong. Like, like James Bond. No, Goldeneye is like a really fun game, but there's nothing in that game that isn't improved on in Perfect Dark. Okay. Like, you have like if you're just if you're just trying to sit around and like play multiplayer, fucking throw on Perfect Dark. It's hella fun. Get on the fucking the X-ray gun. Like throw on some Judge Sims. Like have a good time. Like let, why are we messing around with Goldeneye? <laughs> and it, like it was cool because like our big brother's friend like brought it over and we were playing fucking Goldeneye. But like we don't fucking have to pretend that it's still the best shooter of that generation. All right, I just have a question for you before we continue with this interview. Should we bleep out your name? (laughs) 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 Just, I just want to get that on record. (laughs) Uh, You know, I... Every once in a while, I'll say this in like a controversial opinion thread on Twitter. And at least like three people would be like, thank you. <laughs> you know, so like, I'll, I'll just put this one on my back. It's whatever. All right. Well, I hope one of our listeners is like, thank you for that. Please tweet at him. <laughs> Not at us. Your thanks. <laughs> Very specifically, your thanks. Very specifically, your thanks. <laughs> Don't flame anyone if you feel strongly. No, like, I mean, like, I would love to hear, I would love to hear arguments to the contrary, but like, I've never really been presented with a good one. Mm, Fair enough. I really, you know what? I got to say, every time this argument comes up, 
whether it's perfect dark or not, I feel as though people feel very strongly about Goldeneye. And they do tend to just shut it down by being like, that's absurd, that's ridiculous. There's really not a dialogue. I personally don't have too much of a dog in the fight because I enjoyed both. And I do think that I played more Goldeneye, but that's just because everyone else was very obsessed with Goldeneye. And that's as far as my opinion goes. I mean, I guess there's like a an extreme level of nostalgia for that game. And like that's one that's one that I really will accept that like I trim on with that opinion. You know, I have strong opinion. Like for me, like that's what the best Pokemon game is. Like I'm always gonna say Pokemon Gold. Like I'm not really gonna have a conversation with you about it. Like that's my answer. Pokemon Gold. It's the best one. Cause I feel like I have like the best, like most positive memories associated with that Pokemon. I would agree I with that people, though. And you know what I feel like a lot that's of That's a hill I would like, die on. Remember, like, sitting around in their basements, like, playing, like, Goldeneye. And I did that, too. <laughs> Although, I will say that, I, you know, I will actually ask that Goldeneye probably has, like, the better story. Mm. Well, it's hard to compete Perfect with Dogs, the Hollywood Well, Perfect Dark kind of goes left with, like, the alien shit, really. Yeah, but no one's playing for the story. I don't even think I ever oh, that's the true. Goldeneye story. <laughs> yeah, that's true, that's true. I was just playing the multiplayer. Anyway, we were saying all of this because I had an incident on Rocket League. Um, mm-hmm. Game I haven't, I've never played. For those of you who don't know, Rocket League is literally just soccer with cars that have rockets on the back of them. We've talked about it before. <laughs> what a great concept! <laughs> it, it is so much fun. It is a shit ton of fun, and the whole progression system is arbitrary in a sense because um, it's all cosmetic. So there's mm-hmm. nothing that you can actually win in the game that's going to make you any better at the game other than your own skill. Uh, So among the cosmetic items are like things you can put on top of your car, like a hat, antennas Uh that you can put on your car, uh, different paint jobs, different rims, that kind of stuff. Uh, So I got a pride flag. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I equipped the pride flag. And I said to myself, I wonder how long it's going to take for someone to call me a faggot. <laughs> like, how long is it going to take? And it took three hours for someone to feel as strongly as they did about me missing something. I, you know, you make a slight mistake in Rocket League and they are all over you. So this is a team game as well. It is a team game. There's there's multiple modes, so you can play solo. But uh, mm-hmm. if you play solo, you're either forced to matchmake with five other people into a three-on-three, or it's a 1v1 situation. Um, okay. So even if you play uh, in a 1v1, there's still a text chat that both teams see. And so there is kind of like... Um, a language, like a nomenclature for the game where there's a a quick chat thing that says calculated. And calculated is generally understood to mean that was not my intention at all. I just got lucky. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, There's a bunch of different things that you can say. uh, And those words that are slurs are all banned. So in order to say that, in order to like, you know, type it out, type it out, you you have to like be elaborate. So you have to like write <laughs> F and then put a few like, you know, exclamation points or underscores or something and then so do the next just, so letter. Like, so it's like you so it's like you really got to commit. Yeah, you have to really you know, be dedicated. You know to what's it. funny about that was that so uh one of my friends has been doing a um 
he's been doing like a like a teaching program, like kind of like a Teach for America type thing. And he was telling me that like he's like the kids throw around the f word like it's nothing else. He's just like he's like they all talk to each other like YouTube commenters. He's like it's terrible, dude. I'm afraid. Interest. That's an interesting way to describe that. Yeah, like, he's he's like honestly, that's what he said to me. He's just like yo, I feel like these kids were just raised on the internet. We're seeing it go from like shut up to I'll fucking kill you so fast. That's wild. Hmm. Which is why like it didn't shock me when I heard that kid being mean when I was playing Overwatch. I was still just like. Why? <laughs> so, so when I told this story, I heard that that someone was surprised that I didn't feel that way about Overwatch. And the thing is, I've never played it. I have heard that the community is salty as hell and like can just get real mad real quick um, about someone not playing well or making a mistake or whatever, uh, or just being salty about losing. But I'm very interested to hear people's perspectives about that because, I, you know, the one difference is that at least with Rocket League, it's not voice chat. So I don't know if I'm playing against a bunch of angry 13-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Like, you probably are. Because who <laughs> the fuck else would be interested in cars with rockets and you're hitting... I don't know. Besides, me and all my yeah, friends. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> I don't play, maybe I just don't play enough. I think, like, I would say most of the Overwatch games that I've played, like, most people aren't even using voice chat. You know, see, but I think the reason why most people aren't using it is because of the reputation the game has. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know women who play video games that just uh, they don't even plug in a headset. It's just right. It is what it is. They're just not no, ever going to speak. Of course. Oh, mm. it's wild. It's wild. No, actually, no. You know what? Ah, oh, fuck. I remember because it's the first because I've never actually like experienced it happening. But I, I was playing an Overwatch game. And there was this girl on the mic, and like she had like a friend with her, definitely. And like, as soon as like it was obvious that like that there was a woman in the room, this one dude just started like he was kind of like, <sighs> I I mean I guess he was hitting on her, but I don't know that I would like consider this hitting on just because it's so like weird and awkward, <laughs> you know? <laughs> he was just sort of like he's like, oh yeah, you're playing bridging. What the fuck are you doing, dude? Like. <laughs> I'm like I'm trying to play Overwatch. Like this isn't the time. That's wild. I've seen a a long form YouTube video of some woman like just aggressively sexually harassing one of his teammates on Overwatch. Like the shit that they have to put up with, I I could never do it. I wouldn't play. Mm. So uh, Persona Five, you said you're playing. Yes. I've never mm-hmm. touched a Persona game. I have no idea what they're even about. <laughs> This is the only. I think this is the first. Uh, this is the first like modern Persona game that I've touched, and you know I've played a lot of the like ROMs of like the older ones or whatever. Like I don't know. You know I, you, I pick up a lot of games and fucking finish, and I'm mm. trying to like get better at that now that I'm like you know spending more money on them because I got new consoles for the first time in forever. Mm. So like yeah, so I've been playing Persona Five, and I don't know like something about it. Like I like I had last game in that tangential series I played was uh, Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne. And, like, that's, like, a fun game, but they didn't really do a lot to, like, make you give a shit about the characters or, like, really saving the world or, like, stopping whatever apocalypse it was that occurred, you know? When in this game, it's, like, you know, I feel like they're kind of, like, the stakes, you know? Like, I like the, the slowly unfurling plot. Like, I'm still, like, on that shit with, like, Kamoshida at the beginning so like oh wow finding out this teacher's a creep and like it's gonna get me expelled before i do something is like very interactive it's kind of fun so what's the what's the gameplay like in in those games 
So, I mean, you have your basic uh, RPG turn-based combat, which adds, you know, they add the element of, like, since all your characters have guns, you can rob monsters, which I really appreciate. <laughs> um, you have personas, which are, like, you know, not significantly different than, like, say, a summon in any of the Final Fantasy games. They just give you different abilities to work with. There's, like, overworld movement elements, like the shit you gotta jump on. It's not, like, any real platforming, at least not that I've um, run into at this point, which I was actually, like, thinking about, you know, because I was wondering, like, why make it like this instead of making it more like, what's that game? The guy Corvo, you run around, kill people, hide their bodies, Dishonored. Oh, oh yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, why not, like, you know, like, I'm like, if you're gonna add, like, why not do more that way? And I was thinking about it, I'm like, well, not really that kind of game. Like, it's more like, you know, a visual novel with like RPG elements, and the rest of this stuff is kind of incidental. At least that's how I feel about it. Hmm. A visual novel. In terms of the RPG elements of the game, how much customization do you have? Besides like being able to change your equipment and equipping different personas, so far there's none. And I'm like, kind of okay with that in like my classic jrpg mode you know what i mean like um i mean i know that like soon i'll be able to unlock more party members um so that will provide like party customization i'm sure like all those people have you know some option it's pretty limited i can't think of the last jrpg i played that was like super customizable though yeah because i'm i'm like curious about the difference between these types of games and let's say Monster Hunter, the other game that you're playing, where, you know, in Monster Hunter, I took like an hour to create my character. You know, he was black. Uh, he had. So is mine. Mine's black. He's got a blue, uh, he's got a blue beard and mohawk. <laughs> nice. So, like. Just, I realize that's just how I would want to look if I could just. Design <laughs> you were fighting Monster <laughs> I just feel like there's an element of identity or like identification with those characters that I never really get when I'm doing more of a JRPG situation. And so I'm always never really in it because I feel like it's someone else's story and not mm. my interpretation of a story that they're presenting. Mm. I, I feel like for the most part, I see JRPGs mostly as just like, just kind of like animes where like I get to control the character sometimes. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, like most of them are just like, there are no like significant choices you make. Yeah. You know, I, what I like about like the standard JRPG is I like being able to like move through that story. And I like the way that this game at least gives you the, the chance to like do things on different days versus like a monster hunter, which I think like, I think I enjoy games like this because they remind me of Dungeons and Dragons, which is something I'm very into. Ah, that's interesting. I feel like there's been like a really big resurgence in the the tabletop Dungeons and Dragons worlds, you know? It's so interesting that you said that. I mean, it's one of those things where just like I don't even I don't even know that I would know Dungeons and Dragons exists if it wasn't for like pop culture like spoofing it, you know? <laughs> that's true. Like, I feel like that's everyone's like first do you like do you remember the episode of Dexter's do you remember the episode of Dexter's Lab where they played Dungeons and Dragons? Oh yes. I'm gonna have to look that up. I don't remember that. <laughs> it's like they play and like at first like Dexter's a dungeon master and then like Dee takes over. And I just remember like watching that as a kid and I'm just like wait a minute like that's like a real game isn't it? Like I want to play it. <laughs> and like I never even like 
realize that D and D was something I could play until like 2013, when I like ran into an old college friend at like a poetry reading, and they mentioned that their wife came and asked if I wanted to play, and I was just like, "Fuck yeah!" And I still like play D and D with them to this day. Like, you know, I have our game on Wednesday nights. Uh, I've tried to get my own game going in Nashville, but like trying to like schedule a D&D game with grad students is a fucking miserable, miserable thing. Grad students are pretty miserable to begin with. So no, that's, that's true. I'm glad I'm <laughs> not one. Uh, lucky you. But yeah, no. So I mean, like, so with this game, I like the idea of like customizing my character. I'm crafting like weapons from monster parts and I'm making potions and traps and I'm running around the world chasing after fucking dying elder dragons. Like this is like fun. <laughs> I'm I'm so happy for everyone who's into it because it seems like the type of experience that I would actually really enjoy if I could get past my big problems, which I don't know, uh, Jules, if you are aware, I think our audience has heard me talk about this before, but like, I I'm just my not eyes. a huge fan of the whole like, like Final Fantasy aesthetic. I like the games, but like, I know this is heresy on my part, but um, that's just not a, like the big swords kind of thing. It's just not me. And then also, there's I just want to, so- I just want to let the listeners know that you can find Jordan's at. <laughs> At GamerFriendsPodcast.com slash hosts. And there's a lovely picture of Big Nick. Uh, and you can me. find his at through there. Do not <laughs> at the podcast. Because I get those notifications too. I don't want to see them. Anyway. So here's, the, no, so here's, here's where I'll <laughs> co-sign you. When I say that like, I'm not like super Final Fantasy in you know, like I've played a bunch of those games over the years and neither like the gameplay for the most part or like the aesthetic has ever like truly made me happy. I think the only one of those games I ever enjoyed was like Final Fantasy X-2. So I'm like, here we go. We got guns. Uh, we got Lulu. <laughs> this is like really all I need in a game. Um, there's no Tidus. Uh Let's go. The last one I played was 7. I was just debating if I wanted to get 7 because I saw it's on sale like on the ps4 store and i'm like do i really want to play this and i'm just like nah I that's don't. another disappointment from square enix they're supposed to announce the final fantasy 7 remake well, uh, we just and they didn't dragon square enix tonight i'm still mad at them i would play that because you know i had a good time with that one but gen- generally speaking is not my thing but the the second big thing is that to me because i had not ever played a monster hunter game before oh this I'd- is my first one too I found it overwhelming to the point where I couldn't really function. Like it didn't, it it was almost like a disincentive for me to play because I was confused every single time I logged in. Um, Mm -hmm. And I know part of this is my fault because I was only playing on my own, but it sounds like you play on your own. Well, I do play on my own for a bit, but the funny thing is I specifically got this game because I wanted to play with my cousin, Ricky. So back in the day, probably... Like more than 10 years ago, probably like 13, 14 years. Damn. Uh, so like when my cousin Ricky was like, my cousin Ricky was one of those people where he was just kind of like smart dude, kind of a fuck up sometimes. So it was just like his mom made him come live with like my mom so he could finish high school and like get disciplined because my mom was really good at that. You know, Ricky was like my <laughs> older cousin, kind of like my, kind of like the older brother I never had. And so like we 
like me, him, and my little brother would play uh, Fantasy Star Online for the GameCube. Like we would just like log in, some Mountain Dew and some chips and Doritos, and we would just like play that game for hours, just delving into like one of the dungeons, trying to farm monsters, get an item or whatever. And I like kind of like picked this up because I'm like, I want to like go back to that experience, you know, of just like mm. fun monsters and weird terrain with my homies. Uh, and then like I started playing this with my cousin Ricky. And then my younger cousin Scott was just like, yo, like, oh, you got monster hunter, this looks cool. So we've been playing together. And then like one of my good friends from high school that I haven't even seen in years, like also hunter together the other day and we were catching up and you know, I was hearing about her life and I'm like, yo, monster bring people together. Let's go. That's beautiful. Look at games. Look at games bringing people together. Yeah, that's all that's all it's ever about. Games bringing people together. I saw some article where some the CNN or somebody was concerned trolling about how Americans are playing more games than ever and doing less socializing. And I'm like, what do you think most people playing games are doing while they're playing <laughs> games? Cuz for it's me true. it's a vehicle to talk to my friends all night. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like that's all I end up doing. That's true. No, agreed. I feel like the real problem would be if every single person was Netflixing every night and that's all they ever did and didn't talk to anybody. Uh, I mean, you might be, that one might hit a little too close to home for me. (laughs) (laughs) I do that that a bit. Uh, um, I think that that, I think that we, we covered quite a few bases. That's a, that's a cute note to end on. I think it is. It's very Mm -hmm. on message, very on brand. It's, It's extremely on brand, almost like we planned it and we didn't plan it. We didn't plan it at all. It we could have only been more perfect if you had actually said my gamer friends. Right. But you that know. would have been, then we, no <laughs> You missed one would an opportunity us. there. We're over can I, it. Can I, you want me to say that now and you can edit it in? Nah, because that feels cheap. Okay. We're about right. integrity here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Jules. Uh, no, no problem. AKA DJ Bobby Flay. <laughs> yeah, that is my, uh, that is my uh, PSN gamer tag. Hit me up. I throw like my Switch code out there, but I feel like I don't really like do the online thing with the Switch. So you, know, if you got Monster Hunter, uh, World, hit me up. If you got uh, you're trying to play Overwatch with someone who sucks at Overwatch, hit me up. I suck even more at Fortnite. Um, <laughs> so if you want to play Fortnite with someone real bad, but you know what though, like I also have Fortnite on my Switch, and I feel like the competition there is like not as strong. So I do enjoy that a little bit more. You gotta get those casual gamers. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, Lord. Word. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Uh, I, we had a good time. Baking oh, friends, yeah, no, gaming I, friends. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. I had a good time, too. Uh, Mind if I ask you guys a couple questions? Like, I have questions about, like, your podcast. Sure. Like, what, kind of, what kind of mics are you That was a motherfucking show. That was a show. It was a show. Um, thank you for listening. We really appreciate you. We really do. Um, if you have not already, we're begging you. I mean, I'm begging. Oh, you can beg. I am begging you by myself. I'm to beg <laughs> for your <laughs> comments and reviews. I tried to. It didn't work because the syllables. it didn't work at all. We really would like you to rate and review. 
um, on iTunes or wherever you're listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. It helps us out. Uh, we want to get seen. Um, speaking of being seen, we were uh, at a very special event. We were the Game, Game Developers, Developers of Color, Color Expo. Happened. Don't don't keep doing Oh my God, he was ready to keep going. It was our first take though. It was. Like we did that really well. Yeah, because you were staring at my mouth as I was talking. (laughs) The Game Developers of Color Expo happened this Saturday at the Schomburg Center up in Harlem on yesterday, Saturday. Uh, It was dope and lit AF. We had a great time. We were happy that, you know, we were allowed to come and record some people. We got some great interviews, talked with some great folks. We were there as official game journalists. Yes. We were credentialed as press. Yeah. Yes, we were. (laughs) He's really proud of it. I'm so proud. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we got a a narrative episode coming up. Two weeks. We're going to be talking all about it. It's going to be a lituation. And that's why we want you to send feedback to info at GamerFriendsPodcast.com mm-hmm. so that we can incorporate your ideas into any of our future shows. Or if you just want to yell at Cedric for being wrong, yell at Jules for being wrong. If you want to yell at me, my at is CedricWilson64 on Twitter. That is a lie. <laughs> I, would, I will happily forward and be all up in your mentions if need be. Just let you know. You've proven that today, actually. Yes, I have. Well, yeah, that was the show. It was. Thank you, and we'll see you in two weeks. See you in two weeks. Deuces. Bye.